What to do when faced with a lion? Number one, freak the fuck out. Number two, cry. Number three, shit yourself. Number four, lie down. Number five, curl up into the fetal position. And finally, number six, wait to die. Hey, it's your boy Harith Jia and welcome to this episode of the Harith Jia Podcast. Recording on Tuesday, 1st December 2020. It's the last month. It's the last month of 2020. Don't feel bad if you didn't accomplish anything this year. Because let me tell you something, my dear, the world is burning, it is burning to shit, so why are you being so hard on yourself if you can eat, you can sleep, you can wank, then there's no point in being sad. Tinder still works, KFC still open, so just go out and smile. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I don't know what this is, and neither do you, but it's okay. Hi guys, I'm super happy to talk to you today. Hope you're having a beautiful morning on Wednesday. Driving to work, uh, I just had a fucking tiring day at work my brain feels like it's working at the frequency of the television you know back then when everything was like signals uh, to your tv instead of this wi-fi shit that we have now that if you just go on like an empty channel static would kind of play on the tv like and the screen would just be uh, how do you describe this it's like a gray sea of black and white i don't don't know ants (laughs) but the whole day my brain's basically just been which doesn't help because i had a lot of um important decisions to do today a lot of payments to be made salaries and all that jazz you're paying your salaries on first december I didn't say we were running a tight ship. Seriously, it feels like someone took like a scoop of my brain out with the spoon. With with a spoon, you see? I'm not even fucking saying words right. And I have no idea how this is going to go, but we are going to press on. I think I might be a little high. And let me tell you why. So if you've been following my episodes, you know that my cat has been sleeping in my room. And uh, because of that, uh, cats being cat and Flora being the stupid Flora she is, she just shits everywhere but the litter box. Everywhere except the litter box. She has like a 50% hit rate. And I got to tell you, after a while, the shit freaking like stays in the air yesterday she took a dump right in the middle of my fucking bed which is nowhere near the litter box so her hit rate percentage has gone down slightly it's more like 45 percent but man i just feel totally insulted 
Like she was just like, fuck you. I'm going to take a dump, right? Like it's so weird that it was right in the middle. It's not on the edge, not on the sides. That fucking bitch wanted me to see her shit. Right in the middle of bed. And then when I saw her yesterday night, she act like she acted like nothing fucking happened. She still looked adorable as fuck. But at the same time, she had that kind of look that went like, fuck you. I don't know what's going on here. So I tried my best to get that piece of shit out of my bed. But no matter what I did, right? Like the smell was kind of in the air. And you know how they say poor people will like sniff their own shit to get high. I just think smelling poo-poo smell all night fucked with my brain, which is why I have this <laughs> ecstatic situation going on. Like I literally feel like my brain has turned into shit, perhaps through some osmosis. Did any of you take science in Form 5, IGCSEs? I took science. I learned what osmosis is. I'm an educated boy right here. All right. So I don't know if I'm going to be in a funny mood today, so I will just tell you some stories about my past. Yeah? And uh, hopefully you find some entertainment value. Pushing on! When I was about 18. No, hold on. Yeah, I was 18. I had a neighbor who was like, hey, Horace, uh, let's have a party. I want to have a party. I'm like, okay. Uh, one of us uh, neighbors, we can offer our living room to host. Uh, it'll be fun. Oh, Horace, can you buy some drinks? And of course I can't buy drinks. I'm fucking halal. That being said, uh, I do know people who can buy drinks. So I told my friend, hey, why don't you buy a drink? And then my friend was like, hey, I don't have any cash. Can you spot me some cash? And I gave him around 100 bucks. And then he bought the beverages for the party, which was fine. So my neighbor, I'm just going to give her a fake name. Let's call her fucking Lulu Fuckface. So Lulu Fuckface, Lulu Fuckface comes with uh, who used to be her boyfriend and we're sitting down having a good time. Everyone gets shit-faced because everyone's 18 and doesn't know how to drink responsibly, which was fine. But here's the thing. Before I went and bought or gave the money to buy the beverages, my neighbor was like, yeah, uh, why don't you go and buy first and then I'll pay you back tomorrow. Just come to me in the evening. I'm like, all right. So the next day in the evening, I cycle over to her house. Ding dong. Her mama comes up. I'm like, hi, auntie. I'm here to see Lulu fuckface. Can, uh, can you please uh, call her down? Auntie was like, oh, Harith, um... Andrea just went to the USA today. She starts her university soon. Can you imagine me standing, standing there, feeling like a piece of shit idiot, just going, fuck! What the fuck? She knew that she was going to USA the next day. And she told me to come in the evening when she knew she was not going to be there. And I can't believe this fucking level of evil exists in the world until today. It's been seven years, but I have this burning 
passion of hate inside my heart, my guts, and my balls for this woman. I hate, I hate Lulu fuckface so much. Like, I'm getting worked up right now just thinking about her. Like, my heart rate is going up. Now, I know religion says, you know, forgive people, forgive people, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to fucking forgive her. You know why? This hatred gives me life. If I'm ever sleepy in the morning, I just think of fucking Lulu fuckface and I get out of bed going, <laughs> yep, I just wanted to share that story. Um, I hope none of you are evil like Lulu fuckface, but if you've done something in your life, it would be quite productive if you just reach out and be like, hey, I was a, I was a, being a bit of a dick there. I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that. And fix your karma. But even if you don't do that, like who the fuck cares? You know, you're just giving people more reason to be passionate about life. And I mean that, like I really do because... You know, hatred makes the world go round. And it is so true because my hatred for Lulu Lemon Fuckwait. Lulu, what's, what the fuck was the name? Just Lulu Fuckface. Okay. My hatred for Lulu Fuckface has brought me and my neighbors closer together. Oh, you know, just like, fuck you, fuck her. <laughs> and we've, we've all kind of like unfollowed her on Instagram. Oh my God, I need to grow up. <laughs> No, but you see, one of the things that keeps me going, keeps me alive is that knowing one day, maybe one day, I get to meet her and be like, Bitch, you did this. You thought you could run away, but no. <laughs> and in the meantime, I can hate you from far away. I've got another sort of embarrassing story uh, about my neighbors. So my friend, uh, he's a guy, my neighbor, I'm going to give him a name. I'm going to call him uh, Puss Boy. Yes. <laughs> so Puss Boy uh, had a crush on this girl called, hmm, I'm going to give her a cute name because she was quite cute. Celine. <laughs> Puss Boy liked Celine. And one day uh, we were just cycling around our house and then Puss Boy says to me, Hey, I want to go to Celine's house. And we were all cycling. So I thought, you know, maybe she live she lived nearby. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I was probably 16 at the time. So like I was not the smartest guy. And I was just like, fuck yeah, let's do anything. So I was like, all right, follow me. I know where she lives. Red flags. <laughs> Um, and then he leads the way. I cycle right behind him. Uh, I should have been very alarmed when we sort of cycle onto a highway. But, you know, 16, dumb, pressing on, cycling, cycling, because my friend likes a girl and right now he is horny, so I'm gonna support him, support your horny brothers, they can't get laid at this young age, there's only one thing they're thinking about, but there's nothing they can do about it, except shame themselves at night at home when everyone's asleep. 
Thank you. Thank you. Filmed in a live studio audience. Okay, back to the story. I thought she lived nearby, but no, fuck. She lived about uh, five kilometers away, and I was not a fit boy, so I was really struggling because some of the some of the parts were like an uphill cycle. Ooh, literally. We finally fucking get there. I'm like sweating balls, and I'm and I'm still in high spirits because you know I always believe in supporting my friends, supporting my brothers chase after their crushes we approach uh what was the name cecilia celine i think it was celine we approach celine's house puss boy goes ding dong and uh celia fuck celine celine's mother comes out ah yes uh hello and then my friend puss boy goes ah hi auntie um can i see uh celine please and then she says my auntie says, ah, okay, ah, uh, let me go check on her first. Puss boy and I just kind of sat down on our bicycles outside for what was probably 10, 15 minutes, I don't know, in that range. But nothing happened, so we were just like, what the fuck, what's going on? Puss boy ding-dongs the, the home bell again, ding-dong, and then auntie comes out. Ah, auntie, Puss Boy said. <laughs> ah, auntie, uh, everything okay? Uh, where's Celine? And then auntie says, oh, Celine's not home. Sorry. And just shuts the door. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck did we cycle five kilometers for? Now we got to cycle back. Oh, my God. Up to this point. Yeah. Cel- uh, fuck, Celine. Yeah. Celine had already been a victim of Puss Boy's confession. I've warned you about confessions in the previous episode. So guys, this is the perfect example of why confessions don't work. But then again, now that I think about it, even if he didn't confess, what the fuck would Celine have thought seeing Puss Boy out? This is fucking stalker shit. And uh, with the benefit of hindsight, man, I should have slept some sense into my brother uh, yeah my my neighbor <laughs> my neighbor alright so I'm gonna spend some time uh, going back to the email um, that I got about the request uh, yesterday I only did like 10% of it and in that email I was asked uh, how to know if that woman is not cuckoo aka how to spot a psychopath I found it very interesting that she wants to know from me how to spot if a woman is a psychopath because she is a woman. So I don't know, maybe maybe she's lesbian or maybe she's genuinely curious. But all right, uh, I have dealt with two psychopaths in my life, but uh, I'm going to preface that preface. I'm going to preface that with this. When I say psychopath in the dating sense... I mean like a crazy, mentally unstable, uh, emotionally underdeveloped human being. Because I think the technical term for a psychopath is like someone who fucking kills people or is violent. I don't know. Let's Google this together. Psychopath definition. Let's see what we get. A person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. There you go. So 
when I refer to a psychopath, just know that uh, what I'm saying is crazy, crazy, like crazy human beings, what I mean. All right, pressing on. There is the best way, the best way to find a psychopath is for some shit to go down. Because let's face it, when you first meet a person, they're going to, in general, present their best selves to you. Like, oh, hello, hey, 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 do you like my hair? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had an ex talk to me like that in the beginning. I'm not lying. I'm not shitting you. Some of them flirt like that. The point is, it's going to be really hard to know from the beginning. And if you're like most men, uh, you're going to be very oblivious to uh, whether or not the person you are meeting is crazy or not. But women have uh, some strange sixth sense, sixth sense about this. Uh, having gone through a few psychopaths myself, uh, I now have a psycho radar. It is in my balls. So if I sense crazy in you, my balls are tingling. And every time I'm like in a social gathering where there are a lot of people, like my balls just go crazy. Because I, I just think there are a lot of crazy women out there. Not saying that... Uh, I don't mean that to like degrade women as a whole. It's just, I guess I'm constantly surrounded by the crazy ones. All right. So what do I mean by when I say... Like some shit has to happen. All right, here it is. Assume that you are being totally reasonable in any given situation. And this woman, and to be honest, this applies to men as well. But for the purposes of this podcast, I am going to be referring to these people as women. So the best way to know if like if you're being completely reasonable and she loses her shit. You have to stay objective because in that moment, I promise you, you are going to question your own sanity, your own logic. She's going to make you question like whether or not you're thinking straight, even though you were reasonable and she was the bitch. She's going to make you feel like you are the asshole. Now, you need to be prepared to just not fall into the trap into doubting yourself and thinking holy shit was this actually my fault so what do you need to do what you need to do is ask a friend their opinion and if more than one friend that would be better and ask friends of both genders that's the only way you can remove yourself from the situation now, uh, let me give you an example of when I applied this principle and then I'm going to talk about why it works. So I was once in a long distance relationship and I was on the phone with my friend. Okay, my friend who was in Edinburgh at the time, uh, I was in London. We were just on a phone call and, you know, friends who catch up, I guess we were talking a lot and we were on the phone for one hour when I got off the phone call, uh, my my girlfriend at the time had left me something like 10 WhatsApp messages and a few missed calls. And when and then when I called her, like she lost her shit. Like she's like, why didn't you reply me, huh? You know, you know I'm here. You know I want to talk to you. Like what the hell's wrong with you? But here's the objective thing. I never made a promise to her that... 
I was going to talk to her at that time slot. She was just assuming that I could have read her mind. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. There are, prob- there are like a whole load of factors that could uh, s- sort of give this whole scenario a different flavor or color. But when you hear what happens next, you'll know that uh, this was not my fault. So I get depressed, right? Because I'm getting like talked down by this woman who was telling me that the way she felt, which was outraged, uh, was all my fault because I couldn't predict when she wanted to talk to me. And I started to like think, uh, is she right? Am I the asshole here? So what did I do? I called my friend and I kind of vent out, you know. I was just telling him, I feel like shit, this is what happened, I feel terrible. And my friend was like, no man, this is not your fault. None of this was your fault. I think this might be my fault. You see, my friend was so sweet, he thought he was keeping me away from the relationship. So you know what my friend does? My friend calls her to apologize saying sorry for taking time away from her. Right after that, I talked to my girlfriend at the time and then she just acted like nothing happened and became happy all over again. Like, what the fuck? She was super angry and then she became super happy and then I'm like, hey, um, you were so angry just now. What happened? And she said, Oh, uh, well, your friend called me and then he explained the whole situation and then I told him it wasn't his fault. It was nobody's fault. It was nobody's fault. It was not your fault either. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't my fault. And then we just carried on with the normal situation. Whoa. 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 Uh, if you don't think what just happened is a big deal, I need to tell you it is a big fucking deal and you need to be able to recognize when situations like this happen to you. Because even though this was a small one, I have many extreme examples, extreme examples, but like I, I just can't talk about it. But like it's the small things like this. It's like gaslighting, you know? It's when person A does something wrong to person B, like get mad for no reason, but blames person B for person A's wrongdoing. So person A does something wrong and makes it person B's fault. Person B's fault, yeah. So this is gaslighting. And psycho women will do this shit all the fucking time and you're never going to know until some scenario happens. The worst part is if you try and do a little like due diligence and try and see if shit like this uh, will happen, you can't because if you purposely start some shit for no reason just to see if she tries to gaslight you, then you're a dick because you're manipulative. So the only way is to let time pass, which is why, guys, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you to wait at least three to six months before calling someone or asking someone to be your b- girlfriend. Date, date for a long time. Really get to know this person. And even when you date this person, be super willing to walk away at the first sign of 
cycle cycle because believe me if you don't leave early that cycle of happiness and sadness of feeling like the like you're the most happy you could ever be because here's the thing about psychopath women okay they can make you the happiest man on earth they'll treat you the best give you the best food make you feel manly you know have the best sex whatever it is you'll be super happy and then in literally five minutes you'll feel like killing yourself and the longer you are stuck in that cycle the more of like a stranglehold she will have on your psyche and the harder it is it will be to break up so I kind of have like a hypothetical quick bye-bye clause, meaning if any sign of psychoness surfaces within you, I am out. I am out. All right. I hoped uh, that was helpful to my little email friend over there. Uh, she had another one, which I might address today. It says, uh, how to slide into DMs. How to slide into DMs? I actually have no fucking clue, to be honest. Uh, I've never slid into anyone's DMs before. So I think I'll like get on uh, some friend or maybe a woman who could tell me how they would like them, uh, like men, to slide into DMs. But you know what? Preliminarily, uh, I think if you're like most men, don't bother sliding into DMs. Because the men I know who are successful at sliding DMs have something like 10,000 followers on Instagram and they have like killer profiles. So it might work for them. But for a guy like me with some with something like 500 followers and my Instagram is not flashy or anything, I think it's pretty humble and simple, lol. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it'll do well for me. So I think if you're a guy, uh, excuse me, I think if you're a guy, just don't bother. If you're a woman, however, I think sliding into DMs is a... If you like a guy and you're interested and you don't know him at all, slide in there, flirt, flirt. You don't have, you don't even have to think much, to be honest. Um, most guys will do the thing for you. If he doesn't, he's not interested in you. Just move on. You're a woman. You can get dick anytime. That being said, if you want that really high quality top, sh top shelf dick and you want some advice, feel free to write to me at harthjeofficial at gmail.com uh, with your questions. I love like dating and relationship questions, so I would love to get back to you on that. All right, today we are going to do ASEAN news about Myanmar, so... Let me get onto Google and type Myanmar news. Uh, for you listeners who don't know what this is about, at the end of my podcast, I'll pick a run random ASEAN country, so Southeast Asian nation, and update you on any interesting news. They might have... Ooh, fuck. The first one already looks super interesting. Okay. So this is from Nikkei Asia, asia.nikkei.com, published 30th November 2020. The headline reads, Su Kyi's Myanmar election victory not enough to budge military. So it sounds like Myanmar just had an election. Powerful obstacle to amending charter and ending strife remains firmly in place from Bangkok why is this reported from Bangkok okay never mind 
Myanmar's ruling National League for Democracy won a landslide in the general election on November 8, securing 396 parliamentary seats, 83% of those contested. Goddamn! 83%. It was a larger victory than the NLD's, NLD is the National League for Democracy, yes, NLD's electoral romp in 2015 when state councillor Ong San Suu Kyi's party secured 79% of the contested seats. God damn, their opponents are like eating shit over here. What's going on? But was it a big win for democracy? The number of seats needed for the NLD to form the next government was 333, 70% of the contested seats, and the minimum number to secure a majority of both chambers, 664 seats, even if the NLD loses all of the by-elections in 22 constituencies where polling was cancelled due to... Due to security concerns and taking into account the 166 contested seats allocated to the military. Wow, this is confusing. So the military just gets seats for free, huh? That does sound fair. Does sound fair at all. There was a fervid atmosphere in the lead up to the 2000... Uh, I don't want... I don't want to read that... But the NLD landslide came despite the party having made little progress on its campaign promises, such as achieving peace with ethnic armed groups and revising the constitution. The party's chances to garner more seats seemed slim, although it was clear the NLD would remain parliament's largest force. Instead of judging the NLD, voters revealed their unbroken belief in Suki, even as the powerful military continues to stand in the way of solutions to nationwide issues. So to summarize in human speak, Suki over here was fucking up, but and then everyone thought she might lose some seats in parliament in the election, but then people were like, nah man, we love Suki, we gonna we finna vote for her. In the next five years, Suki must take on three major issues. The first is amending the constitution, which allocates a quarter of parliament seats to the military. Woo! And require no, no, I'm not cheering for the military. <laughs> I'm just excited to read this. And requires a more than three quarters parliamentary vote to amend it. In other words, it is impossible to amend the charter without a vote from at least one military-installed lawmaker. Whoa, this is exciting. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Myanmar. <coughs> ah, fuck. <coughs> Excuse me. Myanmar's military evolved from an armed force led by General Aung San, one of the country's founding fathers during World War II. Suki, who said she has no negative feelings toward the army her father founded, also said the constitution can be amended with the cooperation of one courageous military-approved lawmaker. So far, though, the lawmaker has been elusive and Suki has been unable to do anything about the constitution. All right, I'm not going to read the rest because it's freaking long and my attention span is really low. Nikkei Asia really ought to take that into account. So there was an elect, to summarize, there was an election. Um, the Suki folk uh, scored a fuck ton of seats, but that's not enough to change the, the constitution somehow. 
and Myanmar seems to still be stuck. Oh, that's a shame. All right. On to the next piece of Myanmar news. Let's see what we can find. Okay, this looks super interesting from Al Jazeera. Reported on 27th November 2020, the headline reads, Ethnic tension, conflicts, key concern for Myanmar's incoming MPs. All right. On November 8th, the National League for Democracy won another resounding victory in Myanmar's national election, claiming 920 of the 1,117 seats available in the local and national parliaments and improving on its 2015 landslide. The election was marred by some significant shortcomings, mainly the exclusion of the Rohingya Muslim majority, wow, and widespread vote cancellations in Rakhine, but was free of any serious irregularities, fuck, I fucking read, and widely seen as reflecting the NLD's continued overwhelming popularity. Fuck, they're still fucking with the Rohingya over there. So what happened? What, the Rohingya just couldn't vote? This is fucked up. All right, let me keep reading. The pro-military Union Solidarity and Development Party, USDP, failed to win even in its former strongholds in the Buddhist heartlands of Yangon-based political analyst Richard Horsey said it is effectively dead at this point as a national political force. Okay, there we go. So there's another party which is pro-military and they're dead. While turnout for the election has been estimated at a staggering 71%, not everybody is enthusiastic about the political process. However, Yangon-based activist uh, Tinzar Shunle-Yi chose not to vote. Quote, Never thought I would be in this point. I was always overexcited about elections and politics. End quote. She said in a message on election day. The main factor in her decision to boycott was the exclusion of ethnic minorities. Oh man, this sounds like a certain country I'm familiar with but on steroids. Quote, I feel guilty as if my vote is granted because I'm from the majority ethnicity, end quote, she said. Quote, I stand in solidarity with those whose rights are denied, end quote. All right. There's a bunch more, but I can just uh, summarize, yeah? Basically, even though there was this uh, election, um, a bunch of minorities got fucked, fucked royally in Myanmar, and that is such a shame. All right, so to end this segment, I'm going to check up on Myanmar's COVID statistics. But for context, I'm going to check Myanmar population. Just so, okay, 53 million. Holy fuck, that's a lot of people. 53 million in Myanmar as of 2018. Um, not to, I'm not trying to make a joke, a genuine question. I thought there was some kind of genocide in Myanmar where like the fucking military just gunned down everybody. How are there still... That's a lot of people. Oh, as of 2020, there are 54 million people. Okay. So I'm going to type... Why is it Myanmar... 
brackets Burma. Which one is it? Uh, let's find out together. Is it Myanmar or Burma? Let's see what we get. Oh, so it used to... Hmm. So the English name has been changed to Myanmar. So the official name is Myanmar, but a lot of countries still refer to it as Burma for no reason. So in the United Nations, it's Myanmar. So to be safe, guys, you can just refer it to Myanmar without like offending anyone. All right. Myanmar COVID. Let's see what we find. Oh, shit, it is not good. Not good. So as of 30th November, which is yesterday, they had 1,227 cases. On the 29th, they had 1,509. 28th, 1,344. So just north of 1,000. Um, it looks kind of stable, the numbers, but it peaked in fucking 10th October with 2,158 cases, but that was just one day. So, you know, when we take into account the population, they have twice as more, but around the same number of cases as Malaysia. So, so you could argue they're doing like 50% better than we are. All right, that is the podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. I will talk to you soon, lovelies. Bye-bye. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week Wet ass pussy Make that put out game big Woo Yeah 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 He's fucking with some wet ass pussy Bring the bucket and a mop For this wet ass pussy Give me everything you got For this wet ass pussy Beat it up Get a charge Extra large and extra hot Put this pussy right in your face Swipe your nose like a credit card Hop on top I wanna ride Uncle Piggle I don't know how to read it <laughs> Time me up Like I'm surprised Natural play Like a disguise Another duck That lit Mac truck Ride this little garage Make it scream I don't cook I'm clean But let me tell you Got this ring Ooh.